0: Welcome to the Growing in Greatness podcast with your host, Gwendolyn Singletary. We bring relevant insights, actionable strategies, and connections to resources to inspire you to explore your potential and become the best version of yourself in business and personally. So take charge and commit to growth. Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, a never It so good sports media network. And remember, you deserve to see... Your Own Greatness.
1: Hello there. Well, happy Monday, everyone. Happy, happy Monday. Thank you so much for being here with me. There were so many things you could be doing, but you decided to spill a little time with me today. And I am grateful, and I pray that it will be a benefit to you. Um, as I talk to some of my listeners. We talk about business opportunities and there's so many different such a wide spectrum of things we need to talk about. There's a solo business, um, business a solopreneur and entrepreneurs and partnerships and all that. And you know some people who say, I love the concept of owning my own business. I have the tenacity to do it. I don't know where to start. What's a good idea for me? Well, you know, there's a lot of places to start, but I'm going to talk to you about some ideas that may benefit you as you look into starting your business. It could be a primary business, and oftentimes we don't have enough funds to quit our jobs and go whole hog into a new business venture, which we did. Oftentimes we don't. And sometimes we have to start with a small business on the side that you work on weekends and nights and do other things to try to get yourself up to a level where you have enough clients and cash flow and all those things going to make the business really work for you. So I'm going to talk about some things right now, some opportunities out there that you can start as a side hustle, if you will, a side business opportunity, some things you might want to look at going to whole hog, but some other opportunities out there, and both of them are going to be very, very common to you. I just want you to think about if there's some money to be made there. Our economy, our workplace, our e-commerce has changed dramatically over the last couple of years. Yes, COVID has done a lot to change things. Some things for the better, actually, and gives us more business opportunities than we had before. So I'm going to run through a couple this week, and uh, we continue to just process next week if we want to. For the main choices when it comes to business opportunities. They have the home-based businesses that grew exponentially during the last couple of years, and also online businesses that grew a great deal over the last um, couple of years. Um, here are just a few we're going to talk about and get some input. Listen, if you want to give me a call, If you want to ask a question, feel free to do so. My number is 515-602-9767. Once again, 515-602-9767. If you want to call in and comment on something or give a a suggestion. Um, When I start talking about ideas for uh, for, um, business opportunities, digital always pops to mind. Digital products are the rage. They're here. They're here to stay. They're a good opportunity for a lot of folks. E-learning is exploding. They are estimating that we're going to have $325 billion, that's a B, $325 billion in uh, e-learning in the next couple of years. It's going that fast. Um, making a digital project online is a great opportunity. If you're creative or, you have, or you're an educator, those things make it so wonderful for you to be out there and share your gifts and your talents with other people. You can do music, of course. Videos are always a big opportunity. Ebooks, like I'm talking about, it. we'll talk about that a little bit more later. And also, online courses, similar to what I'm doing right now online courses. These videos, e learning being done online makes it so convenient for your consumer. They can listen to them on the way to work, on the way to a long trip, in the evenings after they're winding down. They have so many opportunities to listen to this information and take it in. That makes it so important and makes it so vital. Uh, It's a great selling tool for those kind of things. Um, Convenience is something we as a community, as a world, as, you know, consumers look for convenience. Everybody wants convenience. Um, The good thing about it, too, is convenient for your consumers, but it also is great for you, the business owner, because it can be replicated. You do it once. You replicate it. You continue to make money on and on and on. It's also no overstocking process. You don't have to stock a whole lot of it. Most times, these e-books, these videos or whatever, you try to send someone a link. How simple that be? They can pay you online your website. You send them a link. They have access to your, your information. It's a great way to start a business, um, to have a side business that you can easily grow. It has a lot to do with, of course, your ability to get it done. Do you have a passion? Do you have a talent that you want to share? Think about that. I'm sure you do. And then you can do prescriptions over a period of time, ongoing courses. The list goes on and on. So that's one idea to think about in terms of starting your own business. On the same vein, what about photography? There's so many photography buffs out there. Do you ever think about selling your photos? There is so much out there. People are doing presentations. People are doing book covers. People are looking photos for everything. There are places like Shutterstock, iStock, Getty Images. Where you can actually sell your photos, and people will buy them. Simple as that. There's a price tag to the photos. And of course, you get part of the money on the photos. I think it's important that when you start to do this or think about doing this, piece, you like to take pictures, you're, you're good at it, Think about a couple things. It's going to be in your best interest to develop a niche. Um, I would not start trying to go out and take pictures of everything, but you have a wide range of things to take pictures of. Of course, there's always the flowers. There's the children playing. There's historical sites. Uh, gosh, there's also landscape, fashion. The list goes on and on. But find you a niche that you can be good at and you're very interested in, and you that niche. You also have to build your audience. Now, this is the, one of the things about this um, uh, way of selling, uh, this, this business venture, that could be a little more, I'm saying just a little more taxing. You've got to sell it, okay? So you've got to go out there online and get your following and get your pictures out there and, and, and to let people know you're on these sites like Getty. You know you're on these sites like Shutterstock. Let them know where to find your pictures. Kind of create your own audience. That's the opportunity you have to do there. And then, of course, um, sell on more than one of these outlets. I mean, if you want to start your own um, site and just have people come to get your, your pictures, or if you want to sell on one of the other sites, I would recommend you put your pictures out there as many places as you can to let them know what you can do. Once again, folks are always looking for, for pictures, content. You know, for everything, for presentations, for book covers, for album covers. I mean, the list just goes on and on uh, how many people are looking for things uh, in terms of photos. So think about that. You don't have to be a full-time photographer. If you are, that's great. But if you're not, if you're good at it, a good hobby, you, you think you can really make some money, that's a great way to start. Now, of course, we could not talk about uh, business opportunities without talking about video games. But video games have evolved some. So it's not so much you playing video games that you can now say, I'm the best. you got bragging rights. Today, you can earn a degree in gaming. You can get sponsors for gaming. You can become a professional gamer that can, once again, sell your techniques, uh, sell your your, um, secrets or whatever, online or whatever. You can also have people to hire you. Gaming companies can hire you to play the game and help you figure out the bumps and the things don't work right and the hiccups in games. People get paid to sit around the room and just play games. So if you're a gamer, you're a game, and once again, there's a greed to be had and all of that, look at that as something you might be interested in doing. Um, we talked about this a little bit earlier with the digital um, products, but what about, you know, self, if you like to write, and I'm going to change that a little bit. If you like to write, that's great. But if you've got a, a great opinion and can back that opinion up and hold folks' interest, that's more important, I think, to be the great writer. Because there are tools, we'll talk about that a little later, that can help you with the writing style and, and the, and the uh, editing and all that. But if you have something to say. Why not publish your own book? Now, let me be clear with this. Self-publishing, all it's really saying is you take on the editing, the design, and the production process to make your book. That's when you self-publish, you do all that yourself, opposed to paying someone else to do that for you. So self-publishing is a lot less expensive than getting a book company to do all these things for you. But either way, self-publishing makes a lot of sense. The do-yourself atmosphere is there. Don't get tied into, and I've learned this from reading other folks' books, self-published books, don't get tied into all this long, drawn-out content. If you have it, that's great. You may want to consider that being more than one book, depending on how you your subject matter, how you do it. Is this can just be a series of three to four books? That's more money for you to make. See people do books where they have you do part of the work? They may open up the book and talk about a specific subject matter, say in being yourself, being comfortable with yourself. They give you a couple of pointers on page one and have you write what you think on page two. The same thing proceeds that can get you involved in the book writing process itself, it becomes your book. So there's a lot of ways to do the self-publishing thing and can be very lucrative. So think about that and that content. And if you need help with it in terms of uh, content writing and all of those kinds of things, um, editing and all that, that's also a job. We're going to talk about in a few businesses out there for you as well. So self-publishing is a big opportunity, and think about that. One of the ones that I like, is uh, thrift, thrift thrift clothing, thrift, thrift shops, make your own thrift shop. I love this concept. I've even contemplated doing it at one point in time. This is a $40 billion business resale, resale. Clothing, shoes, handbag, jewelry, other items can be resale as well. You can very easily set up your website and show, you know, what you have to offer, um, that people give you a price on it, ship it to them, call it a day. One of the major questions about this is where do I get the content? Well, first of all, you start at home. You start in your own closet. You start in your own garage. You start in your own back door and see what's out there. This concept is nothing new. We're just doing it online. People have done rummage sales and rummage sales and rummage sales for years and years and years and been very successful. There are people who all they do is shop on Saturdays at rummage sales. And sometimes they shop at rummage sales and go resell it. I know people who uh, took a time for a time in their life, they actually went to resale clothing shops and bought them and then resold them. Um, But I'm saying for you, the best thing to do is start in your closet. See what you have in your closet, your backyard, or whatever that can be resold. Then step out to other family members, siblings, some of your best friends. Uh, When I contemplated the idea was three of us were going to go in together and bring our clothes to, uh, to, to, to the marketplace. But check out your friends your sister, your cousins, whoever, do you have some things? You may want to give them a dollar or two. You may not. You can work out something. They get a percentage of sale or not. But what it does is give your site variety. And that's what you want. They have to keep coming back. So reach out to those folks and say, hey, do you have anything you want to put on my site? Another thing I love to do, there is some, not just your friends, friends, but there are some older seasoned women or men in your life. Could be a church lady or whatever, and they could have some really wonderful retro things: the bell bottoms, the the platform shoes, cool handbags, cool scarves, cool hats. Those kind of things are all back in style now. Go to them. I guarantee you, most of them gonna say, "Go ahead, honey, take this. I don't want it. I'll have to get rid of it." Check out what people like that and see what they may have. One of the greatest things I found in my mother's closet were a pair of black and a pair of brown. Long leather gloves. I and mean, these leather gloves went to my elbow. They were bad. Okay. My mother closet. Just throw them there somewhere. I happened to find them. Think about those, those little old ladies that you've seen in the street or in church or whatever. Your grandmother, your aunt. They're wonders. Same thing with men. Um, there's a lot of cool things. Ties, cufflinks, um, ideas like that. Jackets. Um, you know, every, every woman got a fur piece somewhere. Uh, pull that out. Handbags. I think that's a great idea. I love that one. Like I said, I have not contemplated even doing the thrift store myself. They have some now online, like Poshmark or the Real Real. The Real Real is probably just designer clothes specifically, The Poshmark would be anything you can sell yourself. But you can put your stuff on a site like Poshmark. If you have some designer clothes, you put on the Real Real, or I think you can do your own. If you have enough content, just go ahead and and put your own site up there and put that out there. It's a great industry. It's great money to be had that way, and that's another business opportunity. So your mind hopefully is is, is turning right now and thinking about things and ways to do some simple stuff that you probably just had not thought about, but it doesn't have to be a major uh, issue to start a business. I mean, it's major in the sense of you're dedicated to it, and you have to have some kind of plan of access to where you go and some benchmarks. That's that's a that's a necessary now you can't skip those things. That's a given. But in terms of ways to sell and make money and connect with customers without you having to spend a lot of money or spend a lot of money in stock, you know, backstock of what you have, inventory, those are ways you don't have to do it, it mix this business venture real cool and real neat. To that same point, selling is selling. And you ever thought about selling on some place like Amazon? Did you know that Amazon has a category for fulfillment by Amazon, you can reach out to fulfillment by Amazon, is a great way, a great solution. I saw some research that says in February of 2022, Amazon had 2.2 billion visitors. Once again, one month alone, they had 2.2 billion with a B visitors. Isn't that a great way, a great place to put your stuff out there? Out there, so there's an opportunity. What they also do, they make it very simple for you. If you go for their process, I had to do a little research on this one. They will charge, they will take care of your receiving, your packaging, your shipping, returns, and customer service, all for forty dollars a month. All of that, they take all that off you for forty dollars a month. That's more than fair, uh, in your business. So that's a way. If you got a product you want to sell. And you think it's going to be viable for a number of people, and you want to get that exposure for your product, Amazon's right here, and they're ready to help you. And I think at a very, very small price. They have a whole section, I think, for um, small businesses and things like that on their website and all of that. But We're just doing what you have. and Get your name out there and let people know what you got. And to that same point, there's another company called Esty, uh, E-T-S-Y. They also do a similar thing for, for um entrepreneurs, small businesses. They look for more of the eclectic, unusual things. Um, They're willing to do the one-off if you if you will. On Amazon needs a volume, but they're able to do the one-off, if you will, to put it out there because they want the eclectic, new, different stuff on their site. They will do the same thing for you. They just need to have a percentage of whatever you sell. So that takes care your distribution and, packaging, all of that, they would do it for you as well with a percentage. You guys have worked that percentage out. I don't know what that is exactly. But still, yeah, that's two major corporations that you as a small business can feel comfortable um, selling your product and getting it out there with all the work they've done. Amazon and SD has done all the work to get the visitors to, your, to the site. They have done the work to get your consumers to your site. All you got to do is advertise on your site and show your product and get the sales to go from that. So um, what else you talked about a whole lot about what's happened the last couple of years, people working from home, home-based businesses, online, just going back to all that again. One of the other big opportunities in starting a business is a virtual assistant. This is so simple that it just just blows me away. Um, more and more people are working from home nowadays. Even if their companies have opened back up, a lot of them are often to still work from home. Um, it's easier on the company. Don't have to pay as much um, overhead and have as larger space and don't have to spend as much money um, for office supplies and phones and all of that. Um, it also helps the, um, the employees, the staff, because they're able to work a little bit more on their own schedule and have to run out to pick up something and do something with their child or a parent or something. Now take a whole day off to get it done and just kind of get that stuff done. And it saves them on gas. Uh, I saves them on clothes and dry cleaning bills to go into office every day. So more more companies are going to virtual work and virtual assistants just to make sense. And if you're a small business especially, why well, pay someone to be your assistant for a whole full eight hours, seven and a half hours? When you can give someone a project to do, it may take them two or three hours to get it done, and that's much better than you spending all your time paying for someone trying to find something for them to do. You're the boss over here. You trying to do what you got to do, and you got to continue to share with them what they need to do. Virtual assistants are becoming very, very big. You can have a number of clients depending on how much you want to work, how long you want to work. Um, Get your client base, get your job situated, and just get back to it. You don't require a certificate. You don't require a college degree. Um, All they really require is most people want a high school diploma, and the one thing you need to have is a uh, propensity for details, to check out details. You've got to be thorough. And follow through personally with my assistant i that's her job i kind of put it there for her and she kind of makes it pretty and gets it grammatically correct and that sort of thing that's that's something i let her do she's much better at it than i am smart young lady and that's what you need to have that ability to do those things so virtual assistants make a lot of sense you can be you have or you need your one computer and get you some good clients you can rock and roll for the hours you want to check your own hours you can do a lot of work at night on weekends, just since you did in by the deadline that's set by you and your clients. So that's a major opportunity as well. Other companies like you know Upwork, Fiverr, you know Fiverr, Fiverr, by that. they're out there too, and there are also ways to help you get a job with those companies if you want to to be a virtual assistant. So you can do your own advertising within your community. It'll have your community your own advertising because virtually works from anywhere. People you might know, people don't know, people know, people you can work anywhere. And, of course, there's other corporations, like I said, Upwork and Fiverr, who you can also work with and work for and be able to do the same thing. And you have more control of your time and uh, work from your home. Um, The same thing kind of applies if you're going to do a freelance writer. If you um, want to write, there's opportunities for you to write for help other people as well as for yourself. Um, There are so many businesses that have started. Over the last two years, there's so many small businesses have started. I can't even get to tell you the numbers. I know, it's, I know it has to be hundreds of thousands, the millions of new businesses have started. And they all need help. Uh, they all need help. So you can look at things you can help them with in terms of content. There's an the old saying, the advertising content is king. If um, you've got content, they need an article written. They need content for a, a document or a proposal. They would find a, find a content form, do a little research for them. Content writing, that's a big plus for them. Um, also, copywriting. If you want somebody to copywrite your copywriting for your ads, your advertising, your Facebook, social media posts. There are people that do that. Um, there's also people who do proofreading and editing. Once again, they can help you here if you want to um, look at this profession in terms of freelance writing. Also, wants to give you kind of a proofreading meeting with the virtual um, assistant opportunity. So these things kind of come into play with each other to get stuff done. Um, now, let me just say one thing to you. People would advertise that you could make as much as $500 an hour. Well, you probably could. But those are very small, very, very niche kind of writing and very special clients. Um, if they tell you that, that's probably not going to happen. If you're a technical writer, perhaps small niche, um, that may happen. But generally, the pay is good, but I don't want you to be sucked in by the fact that if you said I could make $500 an hour. There's some advertising out there that say something like that, and that generally doesn't happen. That's one of those few and far between opportunities. But I believe in you. So if you're the person that can get that done, I say go for it. Um, a couple more things I want to talk to you about before we end this call today, because I have a couple more things that I've come to mind, and I looked at it and, and researched and planned for this conversation. Once again, the market's volatile, there's so many different opportunities, you see all these things online, ZipRecruiter, and Indeed, and Glassdoor, well, they need people to help them in that. So that's an opportunity for you to be an online recruiter, helping match people with job opportunities. Um, if you kind of know the industry, if you know what people are looking for, you can do some matching to help those organizations already in place doing that sort of thing. They need people to help them. And that's once thing, you know, your time is many hours you want to work so they can happen and see how it goes for you. Look at those kinds of opportunities as well. And some of the older ones that have never changed, but are still, still important. I'm going to cover these couple before we end up. And one of them is, is outright tutoring. In this e-world, virtual schools, the kids are being disrupted. There's been a whole lot going on with um, schools. Some students still need tutoring before the pandemic and after the pandemic. Tutoring is really real. But here's the benefit of it, tutoring now. Here's the difference in it. Is. You get you a Google Meet or get you a Zoom account and you can do this at a person's home. You don't have to no longer travel to the person's home or the person comes to your facility to be tutored. You can tutor online. You know how these things work. You can put the presentation online and go through the documents online. You know, you can ask questions. You can just like being there. So get you a Zoom account or Google Meet or anything like that. And you can tutor. You have to be an expert in that area that you're tutoring in. i not go try tutoring chemistry, and you don't know anything about chemistry. But if that's an area you know a lot about, whether it's writing, English, math, or whatever, whatever level of math, that's a huge business. They're saying that tutoring is a $425 million business. Um, it's a lot of money made out there helping young people, and I don't mean just children in high school, all the way up to college and above. Oh, but they were tutoring to make sure they get what they want, they need get what they need. So there's, there's sites out there to the tap. You can sign up for, or you have other people who know your abilities, and you tutor other people. Word of mouth is a great way for tutors to say, hey, I, my, my child felt comfortable with this person. They did a great job. Their grades went up. Not only children, you got a friend, or young person in college, to say this person helped me through. Want to give them a call? to helped you through. So touring is that ability. And once again, if you have people who are friends or looking together, you can do them more than one at the same time because you've not had the technology for Google Meets or um, or Zoom. So that's also a major opportunity for you to make some other money, and that's a good business, lasting business. will be around as long as we're around. And one more before we end this up I want to talk about is pet sitting. That's nothing new. But if the game has gotten a little more exciting with pet pet sitting, There's this whole group of people they call pet parents. I know about them because I was one. they are those people who have no children, but they have a pet who has to come their life, who has to become their child. I know some people like that. And people spend money. $103 billion was spent in 2021 on pets. Not necessarily pet sitting, but on pets overall. $103 billion with a B spin on pets because people treat their pets like their children so they're walkers they're sitters um they're toys uh i know someone who's recently got a new baby a new doggy and the doggy only drinks bottled water okay only drinks bottled water the doggy has his own room the doggy has special little echo in his room that whenever he goes to sleep he can hear this great music i mean the dog is like their child Okay, and more and more people are that way. There's no more of those days of get a dog and put it outside and put a, a chain on the on dog and dogs outside. Nobody does that anymore. But if you give high-end services, you can get high-income high fees for pet sitting. If you tell a person, I can keep your animal, of course, I'll walk her, that animal, I'll feed those shit to feed them, but I also have toys to play with. I also do this for them. I also make sure where they sleep is this way. I mean, like I said, these people I'm talking to now, the dog has his own room does just sleep on the floor in the living room or in the bedroom. It has its own room, okay? So if you could come up with some high-end ways, um, a high-scale ways to let that person know you're going to pamper their pet in a special way, cat, dog, or whatever, you're going to pamper You're going to show them all the special stuff you have, maybe some of the same, same things. When your dog sleeps, they got a little music in the room with them or whatever, people will pay for that service because they want their animals are like their children. And I can tell you, weird as it may sound, I am one of those people. When I had my dog, unfortunately I no longer have him. I was that kind of <laughs> opportunity some things to think about. You know, what's that you have in your hand? You probably have access to some of the stuff already. Think about it. Think about this as a business opportunity. Think about them expanding what you're already doing. Think about this if you want to start a business going totally quit your own a profession or a career or a job and kind of see how it goes. If any of these things interests you, then do a little bit more research and give them a try. It's all about you. It's all about what you can do. It's all how you can make this day a great day. This is how you continue to grow in your path of entrepreneurship. So once again, I want to thank you so much for listening. It's called Growing in Greatness. Hit me up on social media. Um, listen to my podcast. Pass it on to other friends that you know. That maybe thinking um, about starting a business. I'd love to hear from you. I'm on Facebook. So once again, go out and just be great. Have a great day.
0: Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast with your host, Gwendolyn Singletary. We bring relevant insights, actionable strategies, and connections to resources to inspire you to explore your potential and become the best version of yourself in business and personally. So take charge and commit to growth. Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Never It So Good Sports Radio. And remember, you deserve to see your own greatness.